0: Freesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite
1: host is in the chair,
0: the Truman Show.
2: Good morning, Rutherford County. I have uh, Jan Stewart on today. And uh, what are you going to be talking about, Jan?
3: We're going to talk about whatever Ronnie Martin wants to talk (laughs) about. We're going to talk about you leaving soon. Why? Because we're sad. We want you to stay.
2: Well, to be perfectly honest with you, you always have second thoughts when you have to make a major decision. And I I am going to miss it very very much. You guys, of course, and so many of the uh, other people that uh, uh, new friends, old friends. Um, it, it's not an easy thing to give up, and uh, uh, you have to know whether it's the right time or not. And uh, I'm not a young fella anymore. I'm I'm a little bit older than you, Jan. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But uh, it's pretty special. I mean, I was at Sarah Bell's the other night at a, at a Valentine party, and people were, were pretty much asking me about it because um, uh, they think that I won't be happy if, if I uh, leave the radio program. And it's been a major part of my life, 11 years, and, and all the people that I've had around me, and some have gone on, which is a hard thing for me. But um, uh, just like Ronnie, uh, I met Ronnie when you were, were first thinking about running. Yeah, we were campaigning. Yeah, you were campaigning, and uh, you turned out to be a, a great friend. And and, and I have uh, admired you for a lot of the work that you have done. Thank you, sir. Not, at, not just at the bank, but uh, also for the city of Murfreesboro, and that makes a— when people are willing to step forward and to be part of something that um, is changing so fast, and we're talking about the city of Murfreesboro, right, and how the the government is changing and everything else, um, the voters here in in uh, Murfreesboro, they 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 want people to step forward when they can make a uh, a major positive thing for their city, the city of Murfreesboro. Right. Because, you know, we look at presidents running and uh, senators and congressmen, but the real issue for us is always local. Right. And they're the ones that really make a difference in your life. And um, I think you have done a really great job since you've been there.
3: Well, I appreciate that. You've been more than generous to me and more, f- more than fair to me. Uh, I will tell you, I remember the first time I was with you on the radio. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're not accustomed to being on the radio and not accustomed to answering questions on the spot, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty nerve-wracking. And I can remember how nervous I was uh, the first time that I was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I learned very quickly is um, – it didn't really matter how much I knew. You were probably always going to know more than I knew anyway. Oh, give me a break! Because of how well connected you were in the community, and you always seemed to have a pulse of what was going on. Um, but I, you know, I'm sad to see you leave. Um, you've been you've been a great friend, and it's you know the mentorship of having the opportunity to be here and listen and learn from you
2: because of all the experience you have has been great. So I'm very appreciative for that. Well, I appreciate you and Jan are going to take me out to eat the first day of March. We are Crystal, correct? Crystals. We're going to Crystal. Oh, I always <laughs> love those hamburgers. <laughs> That's what's in the budget. I I remember when uh, Crystal was in only in Nashville. And we had to drive all the way to Nashville to get Crystal hamburgers, and we would do it. Mm-hmm. We would go out of our way, change everything just to get a Crystal hamburger. No, and We funny. will not be going to Crystal's that <laughs> day.
3: We're going to go where Jan wants us to
2: go. So. <laughs> Isn't it funny how ladies always control everything that's going on around them? Now, you have Janny at the bank. Now, yep. you were at First Bank, and mm-hmm. then, and then um, Bill Jones went hunting. And he was nice enough to give me a place to work. So, yeah, but Bill is so bright because he knows what's going to make the bank better for everybody. And he's always looking and he just happened to see you traveling down the road one day uh,
3: begging we'll work for food. <laughs>
2: driving an $80,000 car. And no, all that that's stuff. Not me. That's a man that yeah. I want right there.
3: Yeah, I get harassed about my old pickup truck all the time. But uh, it's paid for, and it was paid for when I bought it. So,
2: You know, you're a bright young fella, but you're also, uh, in a lot of ways, an average guy that makes uh, all the rest of us feel good. Because I think that when people start, trying to be you know the upper level sure it drives people away from whatever is going on at the time we, we all want to be comfortable around people don't we
3: i try to keep him humble
2: <laughs> i was getting ready to say thanks for remi- <laughs> <There's> no way <laughs> <laughs> thanks for reminding me i'm average, average uh, hey that's a compliment <laughs> no I, look
3: i appreciate that and i'll tell you um one of the one of the struggles i think people in positions of power have yeah is forgetting who they are and where they come from and you get so caught up in um the moment of the influence and the power you have to carve and craft you know uh, whether it be your destiny or the vision of a city or the a county or whatever that uh i think the correlation that i would make Um, and you know, with all respect to those who do well financially and have perform well in business, Mm -hmm. um, I can't tell you how often I come across people who have a really high opinion of themselves because of either how much money they have in the bank or how much money they made on a tax return. And the truth is, uh, those things come and go. You know, the economy has a lot to do with that. Luck has a lot to do with it not to take anything away from enterprise and entrepreneurship because, you know, people have to take risks and they risk capital and they risk their future and careers to Mm. create jobs and businesses. But, you know, I I think it's really easy to get lost um, and to really lose count of the things that matter. And a lot of times uh, being in positions of power um, or, you know, folks that are ultra-wealthy, their perspectives change on yeah. lots of things. And so one of the things that I stayed, uh, I have stayed and I'm very proud of, committed to, is that during my time in service to the city council, um, you know, I've been very careful to be mindful uh, of <clears throat> things that might be a conflict uh, between what I do professionally mm-hmm. and trying to lead in that capacity as a council member uh, to make certain that, you know, I, I'm not showing favor to people I do business with or that I'm not benefiting, um, you know, directly for something that I do in service because that's not really what I'm there to do. And, and you know, I will admit that's hard to do. It's mm-hmm. hard for anybody to do to make sure that there are not conflicts. But, um, you know, I think, I think those things happen, uh, not just – Um, locally but you know across the board a lot of times it's hard to avoid those conflicts and and as we have talked on many occasions one of the things that I think helps remove that possibility is much like the model that we have in the county where you know there's no question whether you're a a supporter of Bill Ketron or not supporter of a Bill Ketron Bill is our County Executive and he's the guy in charge and so that's very easy for people to understand uh, i think it's a lot tougher position to be in because bill has to take all the credit and all the blank uh and and you know anybody that works in government or on a team or anything knows that it takes lots of people to be successful um but with that being said when you're a voter if you believe like i believe uh in the power of democracy and and the things that our country is founded on um, we have to put the power of, of those positions in the elected, um, in the people's hands to elect. Mm-hmm. And I've just, you know, learned through experience. I, I had an opinion about this before I became a council member. I have an even stronger opinion about it now that I have been on the council, which is, I think Murfreesboro needs a full-time mayor. Um, that's not a criticism to our mayor. I think we're lucky to have shane in a part-time capacity um that's in that role but you know you you just will not convince me after my experience uh with government that murfreesboro is better served with a part-time council part-time mayor and full-time city manager and again you know craig Craig Dendle and i we we are very different people in the sense of i think uh some of the things that we value in terms of organizational leadership and culture and you know i think craig's very much a strategy person you know i would argue that culture trumps strategy all day long from the standpoint if you don't have a a happy well compensated um workforce that you can be the smartest guy in the room and it's not going to matter um but with all that aside um you know we are in election season, so there'll be a lot of conversation about new council members, mm-hmm. you know, as we've talked about. Um, I'm going to step away from that. Uh, the, the biggest reason for that is my opportunity to spend time with family because during, you know, when I ran originally, we, we'd never been through a pandemic. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what COVID was. But uh, all my kids had kind of left and it sort of changed our family dynamic, which is one of the reasons I was willing to serve and invest that time is that yeah. kids were gone and it would give Cynthia and I an opportunity to do some things in the community that we wanted to do from a service aspect. But, you know, the pandemic comes around and kids come home because colleges close and kids decide they like it at home and they start wanting to spend time with you. And you realize that window of opportunity to spend time with them it's closing. Uh, yeah. And in my case, I kind of had a second chance to do some of that after they had left. You, you had no
2: gray hair at all when you first
3: ran. <laughs> I'm just glad I still have my hair. You know, not not everybody <laughs> in politics has their hair. So uh, I'm very grateful to have it, it, maintained it. You
2: paste it. that on real well. I do. It It, 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 glues, really looks good. it
3: glues in really nicely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thanks, Truman. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, the thing about uh, you and I have discussed this probably more than any other subject, is uh, having a full-time mayor. Right. And w- I thought that um, Roger Haley did a great job as city manager, but now the the city is jo- is really growing so fast, right. it's becoming more and more complicated as a government. Right. And uh, when you have a city manager, it's almost like uh, the power behind the throne. You might say, because a lot of people don't even know who the city manager or what a city manager does. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's there's a lot of philosophy that goes into this
3: discussion related to where power lies. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I've I've had lots of conversations about this, um, I think, from an academic standpoint, which is how I would look at it. I have a certain amount of power as elected as an elected official empowered Mm -hmm. by citizens Um, and I have a vote which is a very powerful thing and so I'm not I'm not dismissing that in any way but the truth is um, our culture within our city and maybe this is at every level in politics you you certainly hear this talked about a lot Mm -hmm. but um, I think my perspective would be the rest of the council members may not see it this way. Um, you know, there is very much a vision that is crafted by folks outside of the council. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's the spirit of how those things are supposed to be done. Uh, other council
2: members may disagree with that, which is fine, but yeah, I'm you, your vote a lot of times for a singular vote against the others. Yeah. Which is I, amazing. And, and I know you did your research, uh, uh in in a way that you pretty much knew uh, everything that was going to go across the board there with the city councilman, and you knew almost precisely how that was going to affect everything. Well, and look, you you take those stands where you feel like it's the right thing to
3: do, and and you try to do it in a respectful, professional way to know that, you know, that doesn't make me right. Mm -hmm. Um, It just means I have a different opinion. Um, But, you know, kind of what I was getting at is so much of the time what goes on, um, even in when you have a vote, um, Mm -hmm. there's so much that goes on that you don't even vote on. You know, for example, um, I I don't know that the council has voted uh, to, you know, remove MTSU from the airport. I don't know that the council has voted to reduce the number of tie downs that MTSU
2: has at the airport. Um, That sounds like a done deal. Chevable seems to be the recipient of it.
3: Look, what you hear being talked about now is how that's a win for everybody. And the truth is, based on the um, landscape where we are today, probably is a win for everybody. Uh, I think the argument that I would interject is, you know, nobody i don't you know we did have a lot of conversation about the airport and some of the challenges mm-hmm. uh at, at the council level mainly at the retreat we went on uh, yeah. a year or so ago prior to that i'd never heard of much discussion about that but um you know i don't think there was any real dispute that the airport is not a um city owned or i'm sorry it's not a an asset to be monopolized by MTSU. We yeah. we want to be supportive of you know the university because there's so much um, synergy and the the symbiotic relationship between how MTSU and the univer and uh, the city work together will always work together. I mean it's really important. We there's so much that goes on between the two of us, but mm-hmm. you know some of the things that were said during that time. Um, you know, uh, whether we said it directly or implied it or indirectly about the safety, you know, as well as I do, safety was what kept coming up about yeah. this conversation. Um, you know, the council didn't vote on whether or not the airport was safe or not. You know, that, that was all handled, you know, kind of differently. Yeah. Um, there's been conversation and I've heard comments made that, well, MTSU doesn't invest in the airport, you know, uh, how much money have they invested in the airport, And quite frankly, I think that's um, a pretty silly argument um, in the sense that I don't know many tenants that lease property that improve the property that they lease. Um, You know, at the basic premise, you think about a rental house, if you rented a home from someone, I'm pretty sure the person that owned the property wouldn't want (laughs) you making improvements to the property yet. We argue that, um, I didn't argue that, but there are council members that argued, you know, Wim Tissue's not done anything to improve the property at the airport. Well, why would they do that is my question. If they've got a lease agreement, their lease agreement should be built into, or or any kind of expenses or, you know, depreciation of the airport or whatever, all that should be taken into consideration to the lease agreement. So I just think, you know, it's things like that. We didn't, we didn't vote. Uh, We had some conversation. Uh, But we didn't vote to say we want MTSU out or we want to do this or that. And so that the actual power to influence those things, I think, was beyond an individual council member and and was not impacted by a vote. And so I think, sadly, um, you know, what what didn't have to happen, uh, MTSU didn't have to leave the Murfreesboro Airport. I think there are some that are happy that they will. Mm -hmm. I'm not on that list. But I certainly would have been supportive of action that said, hey, look, we can't let MTSU take over the airport or be 70% of the operations uh, or be a tenant that, you know, has basically sole private use of the Murfreesboro Airport. We, we couldn't do that. And, and frankly, I had that conversation with Dr. McPhee, and, and he understood. And so it's, it's all the stuff in the middle that's very frustrating that is where the finger po- pointing starts, you
2: know. You had some conversations with Larry Williams, didn't you? I did. a investigator.
3: I, I did. I bought his book, too. Uh, oh, I, heard,
2: I have got it at home. You think he'd sign that? A great book. That? You great think he'd book. sign it for me? Can sure. We get that I, I know he would. Uh, he's he's up there on the second floor every Thursday. Okay. And it, it's, it's a great bunch because all of them uh, that are up there right. are seasoned flyers. Okay. And I just love to sit there and talk to them and listen to them and everybody is uh just trying to educate themselves right. with 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 the others and somebody like me who is an, a total idiot when it comes to aviation um they accept me in and ev- even let me eat a a donut every once in a while which wow. which is pretty cool and i've just I, I since i said that uh I don't know if you knew it or not, and um, this really uh, just threw me under the bus. Uh, Mary Esther Reed Mm -hmm. and and, uh, her daddy, Coon Victory, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, let's see, Brian Hercules came in the other day, and they gave me the key to the city of Smyrna. How and that? I, yeah, Of that. course, I just absolutely love Smyrna, and, you yeah. know, everything in Rutherford County. But uh, they were so kind to me, and it just—I'm um, usually not one of these people that likes to um, um, pat myself on the back. <clears throat> but for them to do that—I know I don't earn it. I know I didn't earn it. But they were so nice. I think it's because I'm leaving— and they want to make sure that I am gone. So I think that's why they gave it to me. I'm sure that's not true. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what possessed me to do this, but as I was driving down the road after I left, I was holding that key up and <laughs> hollering and everything, and that, that, was, that was pretty special.
3: Well, you, you don't give yourself enough credit for the um, professional
2: contribution that you had to the community for as long as you for did. For an that. average guy, I d- I've done okay.
3: Well, you, you had
2: great leadership. But I, I depend on people like y'all. Well, I really do. And we all do. Uh, it, uh, it, it, if you don't have a great relationship with uh, the people in this community, you can never be successful they're the ones that make it successful for you yeah that's right. which is very special well it's interesting um so one of
3: the things to your point one of the things that we talk about which is a a really tough topic every year in the city so we're getting ready to go through the budget process Mm -hmm. and we're talking about as a as a former law enforcement um you know head of our county law enforcement you'll appreciate the the pressure that exists to compensate, um, uh, public safety officers, yeah. uh, officers, firefighters. We've talked a lot about right. that. And, you know, <clears throat> we were in a meeting yesterday and I was listening to the dialogue about, uh, different council members are talking about their perspective on this. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, uh, one of the things that I came away from that meeting, uh, in my head, I didn't say much. I just wanted to listen was that, you know, the average person in the city who works for the city uh is not as organized as for example the police officers would be and in this case we talk a lot about firefighters so the Mm -hmm. firefighters have an association um they're very organized they're very involved in local elections those types of things and you know the focus so much of the time is on police officers and firefighters and look with good reason we can we can throw teachers in there although that's a little different because we don't really pay teacher salaries the the school board does that and the funding from the state and the bp and all that all that sort of thing and i don't i don't know that inside and out but you know i just know that uh we directly through the um um, operating budget pay firefighter salaries and police officer salaries Mm -hmm. and so so much of the time that conversation dominates the discussion and you know the truth is uh last year we had this conversation the same conversation the year before we had the same conversation Uh, in fact the entire time i have been on the city council we have talked about pay for police officers and firefighters right and and i'll i'll emphasize this statement with good reason those things are important we need to make sure we're competitive um But what I don't understand is why we continue to look outside at what others are doing. Uh, What is this city doing? What is that city doing? That's a great point. And why, if we have the capacity to fix those things, we just don't fix them. Because the truth is, we do have the capacity to fix them. Um, You look at projections and collections based on uh, what we're looking at for the upcoming, coming budget year and looking at what, what our projections were from the last budget year, mm-hmm. you know, we collected, I think the projection is about $19 million more than we expected based on sales tax, local sh- sales tax, state shared sales tax, um, Um, property tax, you know, everything was above where we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we were talking about is the impact of inflation. So, I mean, you know, average price uh, cost of goods and services that people buy, gasoline, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and depending on which inflation number you're looking at, sometimes they take gasoline out and food out and they, you know, they they mess with the numbers a little bit. But the consensus number is 7% was the inflation we had last year, which is, you know, I think if my memory serves, it was the largest inflation that we've had since the 80s. Wow. And so when you think about what that means, it means a dollar is now 93 cents. Now, that's an oversimplification, but it's, mm-hmm. it basically means a dollar is 93 cents because you lost seven cents of buying power. Mm-hmm. Well, as we start looking at what everybody else is doing related to fire, related to police, but for all of our other employees, too, we're, we know... Um, They have $0.07 less buying power than they had the year before. Um, If we know, at least maybe we know is the wrong word, if we feel like we are not as competitive as we should be because we can't get people, can't keep people, or losing Mm -hmm. people, well, one aspect of that is to get us in a place where we're no longer losing people. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Hit this. This a good topic.
0: (laughs) We'll be right back. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. This is a breaking news alert from News Radio WGNS.
1: News time right now, 9.35. Just a reminder, all Rutherford County schools and Murfreesboro City schools will be closing three hours early today. This is all due to the threat of severe weather heading into the area. James Evans, spokesperson for the county schools, told WGNS News, and I quote, The weather folks are calling for potential severe and possible tornadic weather affecting our county this afternoon beginning at 3.00. So we will be dismissing schools 3 hours early today to ensure all buses can complete their routes before 3 p.m. So remember, 3 hours early means that if your child's school normally dismisses at 2:30, they will then dismiss instead at 11:30 this morning. Again, schools closing 3 hours early. That's for the Rutherford County School System. And in the city, the Murfreesboro City Schools also dismissing three hours early. Lisa Trails, spokesperson for the City School System stated, out of an abundance of caution, Murfreesboro City Schools will be dismissing three hours early today. Again, this means bell dismissal times will be three hours earlier than normal and students riding buses will arrive at bus stops three hours earlier today when they go home. Trail went on to say the weather forecast is predicting extremely strong winds this afternoon, followed by severe storms, which aligns with our school's dismissal times and our buses being on the roads with students. Once more, all Rutherford County and Murfreesboro City Schools closing three hours early, so, If your student's school usually closes at 2.30, they will instead close and dismiss at 11.30 this morning. Time right now, 9.37, you're tuned to WGNS. I'm
2: Carly Henry and I love Adam's Place. We do enjoy the book reviews and we play cards a lot, play hand and foot and I've learned to play bridge since I've been here and that's been a lot of fun and we play billiards. I would encourage my friends to come to Adams Place because that Adams Place is the premier facility of this type. then it's a good choice.
1: We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at budstireprostn.com. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what He accomplished at the cross. You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church located at 1124 Brinkley Ave right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church.
0: Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center.
4: I'm Ron Jordan. Firefighters in Murfreesboro say some windows are shattered at an apartment complex after a small propane tank explosion Wednesday night. Units at the Clearview Apartments on Old Salem Road were damaged around 10 o'clock when the tank burst next to a railroad track. Fire officials stopped CSX train traffic to investigate the explosion. No injuries were reported, but a homeless individual's tent and belongings were damaged in the blast. Plans remain in place to widen Thompson Lane, which is State Route 268 in Murfreesboro. Mayor says the project will be a growing pain for area residents that may last throughout the next couple of years.
3: That is going to be a painful road project. Highway 99 clearly was a painful project, but you don't have a lot of people who actually live on Highway 99. Thompson Lane has got three bridges. It's a needed project, but it's, that's going to be a long-term project.
4: Reports indicate construction to widen Thompson Lane will take a minimum of four years to complete from start to finish. While that may sound like a long time for a road to be widened, the city first proposed widening Thompson Lane to the state back in 2005. The Murfreesboro City Council members are beginning talks concerning higher pay for public safety workers. The council started the discussion Wednesday at a workshop centered on the topic. City leaders addressed the issues of finding and retaining qualified individuals to work in fire and emergency medical services. Mayor Shane McFarland says competitive salary talks will continue for the next few months. News on demand 24-7 at WGNSRadio.com. And when it breaks, follow us on Twitter at WGNSRadio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting.
0: The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news.
1: My leg was painful, red, and swollen just doing the crossword puzzle. I could have put off
4: telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. He told his doctor and found out his leg pain, swelling, and redness are deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to the lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. If you have one or more of these symptoms, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Your historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com at loan Depot, Home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states.
3: Listen
1: live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. A wind advisory is in effect here for the forecast area. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy skies, A cloudy sky is a high-end to the mid-70s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 59. And once more, just a reminder, Rutherford County Schools and Murfreesboro City Schools will be closing three hours early today. That is due to the threat of the incoming weather that is expected this afternoon. There is possible tornadic weather that is headed our way probably beginning around 3 o'clock today, which is why both Rutherford County and Murfreesboro City Schools decided to close three hours early. Now, this also means, of course, that buses will be heading home three hours early as well. And so, therefore, if your child's school dismisses at 2.30, usually 2.30, then that means today that school will dismiss at 11.30 this morning. Again, all Rutherford County and Murfreesboro City Schools closing three hours early. Now, within the county school system, their after-school tutoring power hour, that has been canceled for today at all Rutherford County Schools. Now, within the Murfreesboro City Schools, their extended school program, known as ESP, that will be open up until 6 p.m. today. So if your child normally goes to the extended school program, ESP, in the city, they are still going to have that. Uh, that will be open till 6. Once more, all Rutherford County and Murfreesboro City Schools closing three hours early today due to that incoming weather.
0: It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming
2: at WGNSradio.com. And, Ronnie, you what you were uh, uh, talking about uh, salaries and, and uh, things that uh, we, uh, the officers, uh, police officers, the um, fire people, um, they contribute a great deal to our community, as Absolutely. we all know. And and I and I, I told you off the air. Nobody knows the what they really contribute unless you walk into in the, in in their shoes. Right. And and those jobs are critical. And um, a lot of times it it affects their home lives and everything else. And I, I don't think that we can ever actually um, give them what they're worth, right. which it, which is a shame because um, those people are out there uh, every day protecting us wherever we live in our community. They're out there, and they're going to respond to any type of bad situation that any of us may be in. Right. So let's um, keep going with it.
3: Yeah. So I think, uh, one of the points that I was trying to make, if, if for those that are just tuning in, we were talking about, um, heading into the budget conversation for the city. Um, we always talk about salaries at this particular point in time and in my, you know, I'm in my fourth year on the city council. Um, I never remember a budget discussion where we weren't having these conversations about, being behind feeling behind not being competitive um there there's some um differences of opinion about whether we're competitive you know at the at the beginning salary starting salary midpoint end, all that sort of stuff which gets very confusing especially for part-time council members to try to just weigh in on but you know i think the point that i was trying to make was was twofold one you know the the, the truth is we place so we place so much importance on safety, yeah. right? Rightfully so, right. whether you're trying to work or live or learn or you know sleep. Uh, if people do not feel safe where they are, you know if you talk about, kind of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety mm-hmm. is at the very beginning of that pyramid, right? right. You, you got to be safe. Yeah. And then you can talk about housing and you can talk about all these kinds of other things, but you got to be safe. But I think that is why we talk about police and fire so much, the, you know, the public safety people Mm -hmm. but the other piece of that is there are more of them generally speaking they are better organized and so they have more influence to talk through those issues to bring those issues to the forefront Mm -hmm. and i don't think any of that's a bad thing i think as elected officials we need to understand how important safety is so i want to make that point but as a as kind of a subsection of that oftentimes it oftentimes i feel like it leaves Others who uh, work for the city, work for the municipality, in a lesser position to advocate for uh, what they feel like is better pay. Yeah. And because we spent so much time talking about police and fire that, you know, our, our parks and rec, our solid waste, our drivers, water and sewer. You know, uh, streets and roads, you can leave people out. But yeah. um, I have said, and I said this last year when we were talking about the police officers with all the, you know, negative press that was going on related to uh, defund the police and that sort of thing. I mean, you talk about what, why people choose to work for an institution, whether it be a, a company uh, brand X, Y, or Z, or, you know, a municipality, police officer, whatever. If they did if it were just about the money my guess is nobody would do those jobs because they those jobs don't pay what they're deserving of being paid right and we talked about that it's hard to ever pay them right of, of what they're deserving to be paid yeah. you start talking about people risking their life well put a price on that that's that's hard to do yeah. so i think what you have to do uh, one of the statements i made earlier is uh, and i think it was related to the airport uh, but talking about strategy in any business or government uh, versus culture. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, I believe uh, as a leader, culture all day long trumps strategy, no matter how good your strategy is. If you can't make your employees feel valued, feel empowered, uh, feel like they're making a difference, if you don't treat them with respect and give them a voice and make them feel a part of the team – then guess what? Uh, money really, really matters because yeah. that's all they have to really find value in. And yeah. and I'm not suggesting that we don't uh, value the employees the way we should. I think the emphasis always needs to be on improving culture, improving how you treat people. But the other thing is we talked about uh, some of the uh, challenges that we've had at every budget session in talking about compensation and where we are and and trying to to make sure we feel good that we're in comparison to other municipalities other people that maybe we lose people to right so we train people and they go somewhere well what's interesting to me about that conversation is you know um, i haven't heard anyone say you know what i'm going to say which is and i haven't said it either um i'll say it first here why are we so concerned about what everyone else is doing if we know it needs to be fixed one do we have the means to fix it and i think the answer is yes why are we not fixing it why do we care that you know uh, the other surrounding municipalities plus a thousand plus five thousand minus a thousand whatever let's just do what we want to do for the employees of the city of murfreesboro and if we happen to be paying more than other municipalities um, I think we should feel good about that yeah. um, because what we know is um, we feel like we're probably a little behind in some areas if we know that uh, people have 93 cents in their pocket versus a dollar because of inflation well you know I would be in line for to support a very aggressive pay adjustment so that while we're in this economic period of of growth, while we can support doing it. Uh, And there are plenty of other untapped sources that we've not, you know, that we're not leveraging. We talk about um, impact fees. You know, that conversation we've been having for three years, and we were supposed to have a a study back, you know, I think last summer um, that sat for months and months and months. It still hasn't, you know, shown its head. And I don't have the power to, to bring that forward. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where the staff is very much controlling that or the council as a consensus group would have to say, we want to see this and we want to do this. And, yeah. and I've just been around long enough to know that the reason I haven't seen it is because it either the group as a consensus or the staff doesn't want to bring it forward uh, because we would have it otherwise. And so you know what can you do with that revenue Uh, what other things could we do Um, but to the staff's credit and to the council's credit it's not like we've been asleep at the wheel i mean there's been Mm -hmm. we just finished a new finished uh, a new land use plan which i think has a lot of great points and attributes to it but you know specifically as we're talking about the budget period uh, one of the things that we talked about in salaries was I think um, for every 1% raise we give across the board within the city, it would cost us about $750,000. Well, to go back to the surplus in local sales tax from projection and state sales, state share of sales tax, and then property tax, I think we've got about a $10 million uh, unallocated amount. Well. To me, uh, you could do 10%, which is still 3% short of the inflation. Yeah. That we had, that's a seven and a half million dollar, you know, number price tag to it. And the hardest thing to do with payroll is if you feel like you're behind with the way you compensate your employees, it's really hard to get caught up, especially yeah. in a fast, you know, in a very fast way, because it's so expensive to do that. Yeah. In my mind, what better period of time to do that when you've got a $10 million surplus uh, knowing that um, you know, there's no indication that we're going to continue to slow. And if, in fact, that means we have to not give higher bonuses down the road, then, then we can always pivot away from giving higher bonuses down the road. But I do feel like we've got some catch-up. I feel like we're in a place where we can pay for the catch-up. And if we don't do this,
2: we'll be having the same conversations next year. Yeah, officers um, and, and also uh, firefighters, they want to be appreciated. I, yeah. I worked with it for a long time, almost 40 years, and that is one of their main concerns is um, when we, we would go before uh, the county commission year after year after year, and that was one of the hardest fights we would ever go through. Yeah. And I, I to this day I don't understand it. Of course, we 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 put all on all of those schools for county commissioners to come down and see exactly what they did and and uh, uh all the um unpleasant things that they had would have to put up with. And uh it was a it was almost a yearly fight, but it was done 365 days right. a year. Yeah, it, it it was it was a very unpleasant thing for me, simply because I never could understand um, the politics of it all. Right, and um, most of us, a, a lot of the people who live here in the city of Murfreesboro. They will go to an officer, pat him on the back. Thank you so much for right. all that you do for our our uh, area. But they need to support the officers when it comes time for budget. Absolutely. And, and I think that that would be a big thing. You have done such a great job in in supporting the officers here. You've you've even. Uh, uh, walked in their shoes for a while yeah. and just to see what was happening and, and what was going on. and um, somebody like you, I'm a proponent of terms limits, right very much term limit because I've seen how people have changed over the years right after they've been in a position too long. yep and uh, uh, new people can add things. Uh, they're they're fired up. You were so fired up. Uh, I, I I think Jan had to throw a, a rain around your neck, but every but day. you could but I you do that every but, day. But, but you couldn't slow down, and that was great. I mean, it it made a a great uh, uh, impression on on the people in Murfreesboro when you were doing it, and uh, I can't. Uh, you you're I think you're leaving one term early sure. but you have made such an impact on on the city of Murfreesboro since you've been there and uh, it's uh, politics is a strange thing especially when you're sitting there watching it year after year after Mm -hmm. year and see all the changes that are going on and uh, I think that Murfreesboro as a whole has really done well with that. But uh, even at that, I I have seen the county uh, uh, get kind of uh, uh, bogged down Mm -hmm. with people who have stayed too long. The city has done the same thing. And uh, I think that's important for people to um, watch when they go to the polls to vote. Because you 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 got to watch those that have been there long enough. They've all made mistakes, right? And when it doesn't matter to them anymore, mm-hmm. and they're the the, the power people right. that are in the community, it really makes a big difference. It really does. You
3: know, I I agree with you on the term limit. Uh concept i I think we should have that in murfreesboro uh i I would be supportive of it you know at the council level level i think the for all the right reasons you mentioned having fresh perspective and uh, creating a limited window for people to turn us in one direction or another is a really good thing i think the downside to that uh, you, two people come to mind. It's Bill Shacklett and Madeline Scales-Harris. Um, you know, Bill Shacklett uh, today, uh, I don't know how old Bill is, maybe 70. Uh, if he's listening, he's going to be mad if that's not right. But um, I think Bill's about 70. He may be a little older than that. But, you know, I think what Bill brings to the council is so unique and so valuable. If you lose someone like Bill Shacklett, you're going to really feel it. Um mm-hmm. I don't know that the council will miss me, uh, particularly, because there are some other people on the council that have some of the same gifts that I have. And I have a very different opinion on many things we should be doing in the city, Mm -hmm. but I'm clearly in the minority in that. And so what that tells me is the problem is probably not them. The problem is me. Right. So I think good leaders have to be able to acknowledge that I just may not be a great fit in that group. It doesn't mean I wouldn't be a great fit in another group, but in the group that we have, I don't think I'm a particularly great fit. But I would use the other person I would say would be Madeline Scales-Harris. You know, um, I I care a whole lot about Madeline. We've become very good friends. How's she doing? I think I saw her yesterday and she smiled and she yeah. felt great yeah. and and I couldn't be happier for her mm-hmm. yeah. you know there's a part of me that uh, wishes she would be able to go and take her time for herself yeah. and and not be tangled up in politics yeah um, but i I could never um, not support her in her service to the community and and much of that goes much of that is about the legacy of her family and how long they have served and me knowing her heart and knowing that um you know the value that she brings as um, a senior as uh, a, a black female to the city council
2: and um, her dad was a great leader. Yeah,
3: and and I'm going to get this wrong. Madeline's told me a bunch, but maybe the first African-American city council member elected in the South. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Y- you just can't replace people like Madeline Scales-Harris. Yeah. And so, you know, if if Ronnie Martin had a vote on that, I'd say, Madeline, you deserve a vacation. Go sit down somewhere. But she's not ready to do that. And so, you know, um, she's, she wants to keep serving, and she is certainly... Um, a great ambassador of our community, just like her family has been
2: for, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about, it's coming upon us. Election time is almost here. And you can always tell because at the Kittrell Ham breakfast on Saturday morning. <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> at the Kittrell Ham breakfast, I'll bet you there'll be If you count count the entourage and all the the people that are running for office, I'll bet there will be 300 people there. Yeah. And that's a great time to go visit and and listen to all the candidates and see what they have to offer. And they've got some of the best food you've ever eaten there. The the ham, the country ham, is out of this world. You know, I enjoyed that. That was one of the things I enjoyed most about campaigning um, was
3: meeting people that you did not know. Yeah. And, you know, you got to be prepared for those that are running that have never run before or campaigned before. Um, people, um, there are plenty of people that if you are a decent, kind human being, they will be supportive of you just because they know who you are. Right. People yeah. want to know their elected officials. Yeah. Um, if you have very strong political views that I would say uh, are in the 10 percent to the left or the 10 percent to the right, you um, if you're the candidate um you know people people look at you funny when when you come and i'm talking about all the people in the middle uh, mm-hmm. and and those who are passionate about partisan party politics will probably not appreciate that statement but it's the truth um most of us are somewhere some shade in the middle of a lot of that very few yeah. of us are far left or far right um but outside of the occasional person that you run into that meets that category Man, it is a fun time to get to meet the people that uh, are in our community that you do not know. Um, the opportunity to serve and listen and learn from the people in the community—that was one of the great things that I had the advantage of. Is you know, I I, I don't and never did have an agenda when I ran for city council. Uh, I, I didn't know enough to know what I should be doing or what I should not be doing, and. And it had such a profound impact on the way that I served because, you know, despite what some may think, I candidly was open to anything. Um, I I didn't have a, you know, ideological view that we have to go this direction. Very much open to to anything. And what I found in that process, and again, this is part of the reason that I'm not going to seek re-election and going to do some other things, is that um the level of information and convincing that i require to to get on board with you know uh, many of the decisions that we made was just different and mm. so you know um so I, I i think it's great that we have people that want to serve i would encourage people to do that um I, I think that anytime people feel like feel called to service they should serve and it doesn't matter what party you're in it doesn't matter what your uh you know view for the city is because in truth county whatever it is uh the group shapes shapes that uh perspective you know um the consensus of the council will shape it uh, all
2: right i'm gonna ask you a hard question please do all right because you don't get to do that much more much longer so no uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, I, I may have to stretch it out a little bit. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. No. Um, what was the most um, difficult issue and complicated issue you had to face when you were voting on uh, a specific thing? Um, whew, man, that's a good question. Um, I know which one I think it was, but go ahead. So –
3: you know, uh, these are lightning rod type questions. Yeah. So, so yeah. as soon as I answer something, you, you know, know, I love to do it. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I,
3: I would tell you that. Um, and this goes back to, I think, cons- to be consistent with mm. things I have said all along while I was on council. Um, we've made a lot of hard we've – we've dealt with a lot of hard things. Shane yeah. talks a lot about the amount of difficulty and difficult decisions we've faced as a council.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, I would agree with him on that, and we've been in some tough stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we've created some of that uh, unnecessarily based on the strategy that's been deployed. But that aside, the, the things I have struggled with the most are not a specific issue or vote. The things I have struggled with the most have been where I feel very strongly that um, we are being led by something less than the facts. Yes. Those things are extremely difficult for me. And so uh, when I feel like whether it be staff or other council members are pushing us in a direction and selectively giving information to get an outcome, Mm -hmm. uh, I struggle with that tremendously. And... You know, for me, I, I never, and Bill Shacklett says this a lot, and uh, and I would, t- I would give him credit for helping me early on as a council member not being frustrated by the outcome. Um, I, I only have to be responsible for my one vote, right? Yeah, I'm not right. responsible for the outcome. right? And you got to be able to get that right in your mind, I think, to be able to sleep at night to do but this But it job. does
2: bother you anyway. And, oh, it does it, bother it, yeah. you.
3: It, but, but that's the piece, right? So that's yeah. the... A relief um, valve that you can deploy to say, hey, look, I felt strongly we should have gone left. Yeah. But thankfully, there's a lot of wisdom in the group. At least you hope there is a lot yeah. of wisdom in the group. And if the group chooses to go right and I felt strongly we should go left, then I'm going to fight that battle until the vote is final. But mm-hmm. you got to be able to turn loose of it after yeah. that. And and I think some comments that Bill made helped me with that early on because I would get so caught up in what I felt like was the influence of either it be some council members, the mayor or the staff influencing the council to go a certain direction Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, in my opinion, the way that should work is the staff is there to give us expertise, right? That's why we hire them because they have expertise that a part-time council does not have and letting the, the council make the decision to set the vision. Um, that sounds nice, like a nice little package. Mm-hmm. In in my view, it does not work that way. It, it is uh, a member or two of the council. It is a member or two of the staff that say we want to go left. And how do we get everybody else there? And that's what
2: we hear. Right? Does one person influence that more than any other? Without uh, a, coming without from a anywhere. Yeah. yeah and, and I think that's why you, you felt like... Uh, Reconstructing the way that the city is made up it, uh, would be a a, um, a proper thing to do, and I, and and, I, and I, I certainly feel that way. And it's been a um, it's going to be a um, one of those big questions until somebody uh, decides to. Uh, bring the the city is a major city now oh wait for sure. a about, uh, uh 160 uh, 160 yeah that, that and it's changed so much and, and, and the personality has changed so much in mm-hmm. the in the city and uh, i um, one of the the issues that came across the table uh was murfreesboro electric right and i could see it was all over the place yeah with with the information that was coming in and we we, i know i've passed on complaints to you from a lot of the people that worked at murfreesboro electric Mm -hmm. that the the, uh, the information that was coming down was not exactly correct so yeah, that, that was a tough one for me, and
3: that's yeah. the first experience I had with um, feeling the need to go get my own information because I, I had doubts about the information that I was looking at. Yeah. And when you find information that is contrary to what you're being given, yeah. it just doesn't feel good as the decision maker when you're doing that. And then... Yeah course what I've learned since then is you know everything can be framed from someone's perspective and and that's what you hear so much of whether it be from the staff or the council well you know this is inaccurate or that's not right or or we're just doing the right thing man there are a million sheets of gray in all of that stuff and um, you know I I can say um, the hardest thing without a doubt has been feeling like someone was trying to backdoor an outcome and hijack an outcome rather than uh, truly let the elected body do what I think the elected body was elected to do, which is yeah. talk about it openly. You know, sometimes those things are rough and you go through and they're lengthy and they're hard. Um, and you've got the limitation of an imposed limitation of a part-time council that's trying to in many cases, work problems, solve problems that we may not know anything about. You know, I mean, I have limitations. I'm going to be stronger in the real estate and finance area than I'm going to be in the law area or, you know, in in planning or in parks or whatever. There are a hundred other examples where I'm not going to be strong. And so, um, you know, that's been tough. But uh, I will say that I think, you know, good leaders find a way to be successful in any environment. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where my focus has turned, which is what can I do for my remaining period? Uh, I've got about six months left on my term. You know, there'll be some challenges trying to uh, be effective as a leader during that period of time because most people are saying, well, you know, he's not going to be around here anyway, so we don't have to worry about him, right? Yeah. And so you have to work through that. But um, none of that changes the responsibility I have, uh, which I'm going to see through, which is until someone else is elected to do that job, I'm going to continue to vote my conscience. I'm going to continue to uh, speak up on issues that I think are important. And, you know, most recently, this, this pay conversation I think is important. And I think uh, we need to do something um, really outside the box to take care of the employees of Murfreesboro regardless
2: of what's going on in other places because we can and we should do you think we educate the public enough I mean how uh, what area can we uh, um, uh, let them know what's going on uh, especially when the county uh, uh, the city councilman don't know until sure. it comes before them and they don't know the history uh, behind what whatever process is going on.
3: well, I think that's one of the things we'll miss um, and the county will miss and the listeners will miss is you know you've cared so much about this community that um, you bring people on the show you know you you have grown me tremendously in the sense that I've had an opportunity to to kind of grow in this area, you know, I didn't have any experience being on the radio before you, you gave me the opportunity to do this as you were roughing me up along the way, Mm -hmm. but it's been. Part of
2: it was enjoyable now. Hey,
3: it was enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but that's, that's where growth comes from. Yeah. You got to experience some pain to kind of, to grow through that. But, you know, losing you will be, I think, probably bigger than you realize because, you know, this outlet provides an opportunity for people like me to come and talk about issues yeah. beyond the city council where, you know, uh, there is not as much time or as much um, discussion as maybe we have here. Yeah. And so, for people that are riding, you know, to work or they're listening at, in their office or at home, uh, I think it's things like this that give people a real connection because the truth is. One of the things I'm most proud of is most people that call me or want to know me have had the opportunity to do that. I've not refused to meet with people, whether I can tell you there's plenty I've met with that I didn't particularly enjoy the conversation I had with them. Mm -hmm. But by far and away, uh, every conversation I've had and relationship I've built has been one that I will carry with me in the sense that, um, you know, there's a there's a mutual respect for differences of opinion in certain cases. I've made uh, many, many new friends in that. But what you do in the service you provide the community just by providing an outlet for people to have access to, uh, you know, elected officials and people in the community, I think it's that way because candidly, people are so busy and consumed in their own lives. Uh, they pop their head up to make, make a comment on Facebook about what they think about, you know, city leadership or the city or the county or whatever, and then they go on back to their regular business.
2: Yeah. Or be like Jan and sit there and try to find out what time (laughs) it is about every three seconds. Tap her her feet because she's ready to go. Yeah, tap her feet. (laughs) Bless her heart. Uh, Be sure. and Well, I saw your mom and dad this morning Mm -hmm. and and enjoyed them uh, quite a bit. In fact, I thought they were going to come over here. They said they might, but they never made it told him to last night yeah i wish they had they're so busy they guess i know so much going on. i know but they're the friendships that i have made are are uh, it's it's invaluable to me it really is and, too. yeah it, it's it's special and i will be going to eat with you guys on march the first and got, that's a tuesday right you got a ten dollar limit and that's a that's a that's the last day of my show yep <laughs> wow that's gonna be special well, they've had the wrap-up show on for 10 minutes, so I guess we better go. So, Yeah, some things Ronnie never change after thoroughly. 11 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you could have let us go another 15 minutes, Brian. <laughs> my gosh. I did. 17, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just seemed like that, big boy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ronnie. Thoroughly enjoyed you, and you'll be a friend for, for the rest of my life.
3: Thanks, Truman. I enjoyed it as well. Thanks,
2: Brian. You bet. From NHC's Adams
0: Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.